0: This is Bridging the Gap with Love, Episode 23, A Parent's Perspective, Part
1: 1. I'm Heidi Brower, a birth mom. And I'm Jessica Johns, an adoptive mom. And this is a podcast about adoption. As we share our own experiences and the stories of others, we hope to provide support for those in the adoption world and educate others on the joy and grief of adoption. Welcome back, guys. We are excited to be here with you today. Before we get started into what's going to be an amazing episode, uh, I wanted to give Jessica a chance to share with us about her weekend, because I think it was pretty eventful. It It was an awesome thing that happened to them. Yeah, it's kind of been cool, like even as we're
0: recording episodes and sharing this podcast and our stories with adoption, how our own very adoption stories are evolving. So this past weekend, our... Our daughters, Evelyn and Nora, have been wanting to, for some time, have a sleepover with Danielle, their birth mom, and their sister, Emma. And so we finally, the stars aligned, our schedules worked out, and they were able to have a really fun, kind of like post-birthday celebration slash sleepover party, and it was just a really fun, special weekend. I think my girls really felt spoiled and loved. And I think it was also exciting for Danielle and Emma to have the girls kind of to themselves. Um, so they got to shop and eat and swim and they just had an awesome time. And I think after experiences like that, I just come away feeling so grateful that we've created, um, these relationships that my daughters get to continue to grow into and the trust that Danielle and I have built to be able to have a
1: weekend like that. So it was a lot of fun. Proud of us. Yeah. I messaged Danielle and I just said, I'm so excited for you. I think it was just like this birth mom heart that was like, I'm so excited that you get this opportunity and this chance to be with the girls and to just create more memories. So it was a lot of fun. And then, uh, we ended up chatting a little bit afterwards and, you know, she just said how much fun it was. And then she got to meet my boys, which was really fun. So I just, anyways, I just kudos to all of you for, you know, making things like that happen so that these girls can have these memories and build that relationship with their birth mom and their sister. Yeah. It was really special. But I'm excited for this episode. It's actually going to be two episodes. I don't know why we thought it would be one. We originally thought it would be one. It's not, guys. It's two. It's a twofer. <laughs> it's definitely a twofer, but
0: you're just going to love it. Um, we got to talk with Heidi's parents, Kevin and Tally Wyatt, and kind of hear their thoughts and experiences about being the parents of a birth mother and what that's like. And it was really interesting to hear like their story their experience sometimes we don't consider how this impacts our families our adoption stories and so i'm really looking forward we're really looking forward to you hearing their stories so please enjoy so tonight we have Tally and kevin wyatt with us on zoom we're excited to hear their thoughts and experiences and feelings. Um, We prepared a few questions, but also just feel free to share the things that are on your heart and the things that you want other people to hear, because this is your story too. So. um, Thanks for
1: being on mom and dad. means a lot. This is going to hopefully help other moms and dads who get that news. (laughs) That's yeah, that's our I'm hope. A bit
2: nervous, but it'll it's going to be fine.
1: Totally, it's going to be fine. You're going to do awesome.
2: We were kind of cracking up
0: trying to title this episode. <laughs> so maybe we'll come up wondering. with it together.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. we started well, with something it might morph into something else.
3: We'll- yes. It it's kind of funny. I uh a week ago, right about then, I had thoughts of doing this. From the mom and dad, grandparents view, and then here we are.
1: Yep, all on the same page.
0: The Lord must have been preparing you, so (laughs) he whispered in our ear, too. So, okay, here we go. So, what were some of the thoughts that went through your head when you found out that Heidi was expecting
2: Kev,
3: you want to start first? Sure. I guess from a dad's point of view and a male point of view, um, I thought, uh, of course, I was a a bit disappointed hearing the news and whatnot, but I um, also thought, okay, where do we go from here? the past is the past it's done what do we do now where do we what what are we going to do that was basically my point of view
0: thanks kevin that's perfect i i think it's interesting to hear from a father and a male's perspective like what you're you were thinking do you remember like what you were feeling
3: that was a long time ago um I I suppose disappointment and what I don't know just what do we do from here? How do we how do we go from here and what do we do?
1: Can I interject? You know what I find interesting? I'm married maybe because I'm married to a man now like my dad went into fix it mode. Like, I just realized it. like, it's a very much a male thing to do. And I think that he went into like, how do we fix this? Where do we go from here? What are we doing? Right? Like maybe there wasn't a lot of time to feel because it was like, I'm feeling, I'm disappointed. I'm upset. Now what? And I, I guarantee mom might have a different perspective. I can't wait to hear about that. <sighs> oh,
2: it was a little bit different. Um, because men and women process things differently. Um, Obviously, I was disappointed, I was angry, I was hurt, ashamed, and I felt extremely betrayed. Um, I also felt worthless as a parent, because obviously, I didn't do my job right, right? Um, I know now that that's not true. But that's how I felt, Um, and I learned from a counselor that whatever I was feeling was okay, that it was okay to be angry and mad and hurt and and to feel all those things, Um, that that was normal and it was all okay. But I also learned that whatever I was feeling as normal as it was had to be put on the back burner for a while um, because our focus had to be on Heidi and how to best help her. So so that's what I did. Um, I called a family friend who came over immediately when she could tell that something was really wrong. And we sat on the couch and I fell into her arms. And sobbing, I told her what we had just found out. And I was able to express all the emotions that I just shared with you. And we cried together. And when she left, I was like, okay, um, that's it. I'm done. I was able to let it all out. And now it 's time to focus on Heidi and deal with whatever um, I felt at a, at another time if if again um, but but the focus then definitely shifted to heidi
0: so remind me, Heidi, how far along were you and tally and Kevin? you can answer this when you found out that she was expecting because.
1: It was um, late ish. What you all can't see <laughs> is that my parents just rolled their eyes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh oh, man. It's very late in my pregnancy and when I went to and the doctor. Didn't both, and we I didn't, didn't know, know that. Nobody we didn't know that until I went to the doctor right when I got home. So part of the story is that I told my parents on probably a Tuesday or a Wednesday, they were there to get me. The next weekend, and from, and I was at BYU Idaho. And so then I probably had a doctor's appointment within the next couple of days after being home. And I had my first ultrasound. And that's when the doctor told me that I was measuring at 36 weeks. But which, first, I have
2: to understand that you were home for Christmas. Remember, Alex's birthday. Out- yeah, Alex's birthday is <laughs> February, and I was home at Christmas. Yes. She was home at Christmas, and we found out January 17th. We had barely taken her back after Christmas break, and we had no idea she was pregnant. So when she's laying on the ultrasound table, and the doctor says that she's 36 weeks, let's just say it was a good thing. I was already sitting down in a chair.
1: Yeah. And and I was like, what does that mean? Because <laughs>
3: clearly oh, I-, <laughs> I would... I would be there too. What's 36 weeks?
1: Right. Okay. But so basically that's when the doctor said you can have this baby at any time. Yeah. Like you are, yeah. you're there. And I was like, oh, all right. So
0: I, I think that's like kind of shocking news. Cause yeah, a lot of people have nine months to prepare for pregnancy or a grandbaby or whatever. And, and you guys had a pretty condensed amount of time. So. What did those next few weeks look like and feel like for you? Do you remember? Is it a
2: blur looking back on that time? Um, Heidi had pretty much already decided that she was going to place. uh, There was a lot of interjection from family members uh, asking her to not do that. But, That Those first couple weeks that she was home, and she was only home for a couple weeks, if if even that, I don't even think it was that, um, because we knew that she was going to go back to uh, to Provo, uh, go through LDS Family Services there, and when we told that to her doctor, Because of what else he found on the ultrasound, not only was she 36 weeks, but uh, there was very little amniotic fluid in the sac, And so he was very much against her going. He didn't feel comfortable with her going. And we told him that we were going through these adoption, this adoption agency and that it was that she had already made up her mind. And he said, the only way that I will release her to go is if you have a doctor lined up within 24 hours. And we thought that was impossible. Um, But it wasn't. Um, We were able to get a doctor's appointment. We were able to get her in touch with a counselor who was retiring but decided to take Heidi on as a favor to another one of her clients who was a mutual friend. And so it was, it was really a wham, bam, uh, whirlwind of uh, trying to get ready to make sure that uh, she was okay to go and travel. And um, we left the doctor that day and left for Utah the next morning And she had her doctor's appointment that afternoon.
0: Wow. So how long were you in Utah together before you went back home and then had to just kind of wait this whole process out?
2: So we were there for a couple of days. Um, When we got there, she was put in touch with the host family, uh, someone who had adopted two boys of their own and who definitely wanted to give back in any way that they could. So they wanted to be a host family for a young woman who found herself in this situation. And so we met at the agency. We met with, we met with them, I think after, because as soon as we got to the, to Utah, we went to the hotel and showered and we went straight from there to the doctor. Um, And then after that, we met at the agency and met with Sharm and Susan, who were such a godsend. Um, They immediately felt like family. It was, it was so amazing. Um, The connection that we felt with them, Um, because you can imagine how hard it would be for us to leave our daughter in this situation um, but they truly they were so excited to have her they had redid a bedroom in their basement for her her boys were so excited to have a big sister it was just it was just wonderful so we were <clears throat> we met with them that night had dinner with them and then we left her the next day so you're we just there just a short amount of time
1: I need to interject real quick, because there might be people who are thinking, how could they just leave her daughter? Like, how could they just leave her and go back home? And this was my choice. Like, I wanted to go to Utah, and I wanted to be there. And I kind of wanted to get away from my small town. And as a reminder, at that time, I was the oldest of six kids. Like, my mom and dad still had very little ones at home to take care of, so they couldn't really like stay with me in Utah to be able to have this support. Mm-hmm. It was a, uh, we're gonna take you, leave you with these amazing people who are my family, now, and go back home because they still had to be mom and dad to these other kids at home. So right, that's yeah. incredible.
0: It's interesting to hear all the pieces of this story, because there's just miracles all around doctors put in place, people put in place so that this could happen. Um,
2: Yeah.
0: So even with the miracles and tender mercies, like obviously this was a a really difficult, challenging emotional time for you. Like now looking back with all the hindsight, if you could go back and do anything differently, would you? Like, what would you have said, knowing what you know now, or maybe not said any, maybe advice you could give to parents that will be having this experience at some
2: point? Cab, you want
0: to go
3: well, first? I don't, I, I thought real hard on this, but I don't know that I would have done anything different. I think that um, waiting to go get Heidi was a blessing, because we were able to meet with some people like uh, Telly had said earlier, um, uh, that had this same experience, somewhat. And uh, I, I don't think I would have really done anything different.
2: Okay. I would have. (laughs) Um, So I'll explain um, what I would have done differently. In these types of situations, it's best not to rely on yourself. And fortunately, we were smart enough uh, to realize that we didn't have all the answers. And the last thing we wanted to do was to make things worse. So we asked for help. we contacted our bishop right away. So when we found out, it was on the evening of the 17th. And the next day, we called our bishop, and he came over. And, um, you know, we met with him and received advice and counsel from him. And he put us in touch with another family that was mutual friends who had gone through this a few years earlier and he said I think it would be a good idea for you to reach out to them and so we did and she was very helpful and told us about the LDS Family Services program. She told us about the one particularly in in Provo that they had used and about a specific counselor that she felt was just over the top amazing. And she said, let me put a call in to her and see if she will take Heidi on. And then we also um, got in touch with um, the closest counselor through LDS family services here, which was from Spokane and we counseled and we talked with her as well. Um, so um, she helped us in just, again, helping me understand that everything I was experiencing was okay and normal, but she also mentioned how important the next few days would be in the life of my daughter and whether or not she would be making the right choices, and so to be very careful um, with what with what we did and how we expressed ourselves. Uh, because of those three people that we reached out to, we were able to witness so many miracles. <clears throat> I think we handed things pretty well, um, but you'd have to ask Heidi about that. But if there was there's two things that I would change. Um, And they both happened on the night that we went to go get her. So we found out on the 17th and we left to go get her. It was the 19th or the 20th. So two, three days um, at the most. And so you have to understand that even though I was trying really hard to put my emotions on the back burner, Um, they were still pretty raw and I've never been exactly the most patient person. That's something else I'm working on in my life. And so when we got to Rexburg where Heidi was going to school, I called her from the hotel, told her that we were there, told her where the hotel was and what room number. And we waited and we paced and, and so so that, that initial phone call was one thing that I would change because I know, excuse me, that there, was no, there wasn't a lot of love and affection that I'm sure she felt from that. It was like, we're here, we're at this hotel, this is where you need to come. And I was just real short. And when she didn't come in the amount of time that I expected her to come, I called her again, and I said, we're here, where are you? You know, something to that effect. And she said, I'm really sorry. I'm just saying goodbye to my friends. And I said, well, we didn't come here for a goodbye party. And And I think about that now. And I think, you know what she must have been going through, how insensitive that was of me. She was saying goodbye to a life that was young and wonderful, and that she didn't know if she'd ever return to again. I've hated myself for that for so long. And also when she did finally get to the hotel room, she wasn't met with an embrace and anything like that. We just were so quiet and sat in silence for what seemed forever. And finally... I broke the silence by saying something to the effect of, I remember when you were four years old, with your long blonde curly hair twirling around in the front yard. And I would give anything if we could go back to that time now. And then, of course, we embraced, and there was tears and stuff after that. But those are the things that I would change. That I just would have showered her with love instead, because I know she had already put herself through so much. She needed more from me than what I gave her that time. It is okay to feel everything that you are feeling, but you have to remember that nothing you say or do is going to change the circumstances. And like I said, I'm sure Heidi lived through months of hell feeling, um, all the all the feels hating herself feeling guilty feeling you know like she'd let everybody down all these things and so it doesn't do any good to bring all that up because they've already tortured themselves enough so they just they just need love
0: thanks for sharing that tally and kevin appreciate you going back to that time such good
1: advice yeah, it is. And I, I can assure you, all of those things are absolutely true. And then, it was months of hell. Yeah. And
2: the and the other bit of advice is that whether to place or whether to keep has to 100% be the responsibility of the birth mother um, for a couple reasons. First of all, if, if you make her place the baby for adoption, that will come back to bite you at some point in time. If you make her keep the baby, that will come back to bite you at some point in time. When they make the decision, the responsibility is totally on them and it, and, and it just alleviates so many. Problems down the road, um, and and they're just responsible for whatever happens. Either way, there's going to be difficulties. There's going to be challenges. But as a parent, as a family, grandparents, aunts, uncles, you are just there to support in that decision, whatever it is, regardless as to how you feel about it.
0: Yeah, that's really great advice. I mean once your child is participating in adult activities and able to have their own child, like they need to make adult uh, decisions at this, at this time. And so allowing them and honoring their own agency, I think is really empowering for an expectant mother for birth mothers or women that decide to parent their children. So that's really excellent advice. Okay. So next question, what do you remember about Alex's birth? And what was hard and beautiful about that time? I'm excited.
2: <laughs> um, I'll start with the beautiful. Alex was beautiful. And she was perfect. The evidence of God's hand in Everything was so beautiful. Meeting Alex's family for the first time was beautiful. Witnessing Heidi's strength and courage to do what was seemingly impossible was beautiful. And knowing that she was giving the most precious, priceless gift, was more beautiful. (laughs) That's so hard. It was so hard. She was our first grandchild, and we didn't know the outcome of the experience or if we would ever get to see her again. I have never witnessed my sweet husband totally fall apart and sob uncontrollably like he did outside of Heidi's hospital room in the hallway. And I've never seen it since. Hard was watching her place her baby into the arms of another. Even though we knew wholeheartedly that that's where Alex belonged. And it was hard driving home from the hospital empty-handed. And then it was hard leaving Heidi at her host family's home, even though we loved them dearly. (laughs) But we knew that she needed to continue with her counseling. So we left And then driving home was a really long, quiet 12 hours. That was hard. Thanks for sharing that.
0: Kevin?
3: My turn. Um, Everything that Tally said, I totally agree with, of course. And it was beautiful seeing my daughter knowing that she was making the right decision. It was beautiful that we know and we knew that we could count on our Father in Heaven to help all along the way. Because we we learned even more of the love that he has for us and the love that he had for Alex and for her parents to be. Um, We, and Heidi knew it was the right decision. That was the most important thing. The assurance that everything would be okay and that everything would work out even though it was the most difficult thing and to experience and watch and be a part of. Um, Beautiful was also seeing my and Heidi's siblings write in a, a book for Alex to hopefully read later and the sweet things that they said and of course I don't remember um, what they said or it was also seeing them uh, hold Alex and there's a picture that uh, was just uh, we just saw that um, the kids holding her and looking at her, how p- precious and beautiful uh, she was. And now, of course, we, as we are experiencing and we have experienced both sides of this, how um wonderful it was for alex's parents to take them into their arms and and take her and love her and raise her and that's i guess that's part of the beautiful i'm sure there was a lot more
0: thank you that's perfect
1: Wow, wasn't that was a lot. That was a lot for me, but also um, it was really therapeutic for me to kind of hear my parents' perspective. I don't know if I really have ever heard them tell it from like the viewpoint of those questions. So I think Jessica, did a, you did a really good job of, um, you know, getting those questions together. So this is not all though. Stay tuned for part two that's going to come out next week where you will hear more kind of like where our lives have been the last 20 years and how they've kind of processed through everything. So you're not going to want to miss next week's episode until next time, guys. Thanks.